Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. All right, so it has been about just under a year since I last recorded, but I wanted to start recording again just to kind of post things that I learned over the years that I have been coaching. It has been about seven and a half years now since I started coaching. So I've definitely learned some things. I've definitely transformed over the years. If you've heard my journey, I started more of like a macro tracking coach, realized my clients weren't getting results. And then my health started declining. And I realized it was more than just macro tracking and workouts to get people healthy. So I've definitely learned a lot. I started my nutritional therapy practitioner certification since I last hopped on here. So I really just wanted to share some of the knowledge that I have gained. And so one of the things that I really wanted to talk about is a question that I have commonly gotten asked, and that is why you can't heal. So I actually had, when I first started getting into gut health, this was one of my first clients that I had tried to help. And I remember she had a really bad case of SIBO. She had seen so many practitioners. She'd seen so many naturopaths and none of them were able to help her. And so I was like, okay, I could take a swing at it. And so I was able to help her a little bit, but we were never able to get her to 100%. And so looking back at knowing what I know now, because this was probably like a year and a half ago when I had helped her, I now realize that there was so much of an emotional aspect that we never really touched on with this specific client, which really held her back from totally healing. And I could just see, you know, I... (laughs) I totally do this myself, but you know, when I see people like my clients that are always on social media, they're like the first to like my posts. I'm like, okay, clearly there's something going on here where you're always checking your phone. You're trying to escape from something. And I saw this person actually, she was always, she was one of those where she was always like my post. And I was like, okay, I really think that there's something emotional going on that she haven't really touched on. And so I had a quick conversation with her because she was like, you know, why am I not healing? And I just had asked her how she was doing mentally. And she actually admitted that stress is a really big thing for her. So that's what I wanted to dive deeper into today is how, you know, we're not unhealthy because it's coincidence, but how healing our relationship with self can actually change our health. And when we have a negative relationship with ourselves and the world around us, that can totally impact our health. So just to give you an example of how these things will impact your health. So I'm just going to go through a couple of things. For example, let's say we don't take time to heal because we're suppressing emotions and we're trying to keep ourselves busy. And so any additional time spent is overwhelming to us. So this could be like, you know, I get on a call with clients and I can tell that they're super suppressive of their emotions. I can tell like with their intake form, they have had trauma in the past, but they don't want to talk about it, which is totally fine. And then I often try and recommend okay, let's try some meditation or let's try like doing something new with your routine. And they just feel totally overwhelmed by any type of change. So this is one example of just how your relationship with self can totally impact your health. Another example is, you know, we send so much energy and resources into holding an emotion that we have nothing left over for our body to have a healthy immune system and hormones. And so this is something where it does take your body a lot of energy to survive when it's just trying to survive and not thrive. And we're always stuck in that fight or flight state. So for example, let's say you had a traumatic event that happened at work. Well, let's say you're still at that job. Even if you don't necessarily feel it right now, I can almost guarantee you that your body is very tense at work and it's always in that stressed out state. It's chronically stressed out. 
So now that you're chronically stressed out, your body is trying to send resources to keep you alive rather than to help you thrive, rather than to help you heal your gut. This is where, for example, if you're chronically stressed at work, well, normally you're supposed to have a bowel movement at work, but now you don't have a bowel movement because your body is stuck in that fight or flight state. So that's when bacteria overgrows. That's where like we feel fatigued all the time. We don't get enough movement. So then our lymphatic system is sluggish. So that's another thing too, just by holding in those emotions and not processing those things, we're spending a lot of energy, a lot of resources. Another example too, is that maybe we have been told that we were fat by loved ones when we were younger. So now you tried crash dieting and it had left you like worse off in terms of your health. I see this a lot of times with people where they have some emotional trauma or like some family traumatic events, or they had talked to them in a negative manner where they just always hold in themselves that their worth is tied to their body. I know for me, this is kind of where all of my health went down the shitter is because I didn't have friends. I wasn't really liked when I was younger. And so the moment I started actually losing fat and people saw that I was making good results, they came to me and they're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And that was the first piece of attention that I had. And so that's when I was like, okay, clearly dieting is the only way that it's going to get people to like me. So I'm going to continue to diet and crash diet. And that's when eventually my body was just so run down, spending spending so many of my resources on keeping me lean that I developed hormonal issues, GI issues, et cetera. Another example could be maybe we spend so much time on social media comparing that we just spend so much time hating ourselves. I mean, can you imagine a world without social media? I know for me, when I look on social media and let's say I'm just trapped in my house, I'm working all day and I'm just seeing these amazing people online because we all know that Instagram highlights people that look great, not necessarily feel great or are healthy. When we see that all the time, we forget that people in the real world don't have edited bodies. They don't have airbrushed skin. They're just normal looking people, healthy looking people. And so I think when we're always on social media, we forget that there's this high standard that we feel like we have to abide by to be liked by other people because that's what you know, obviously Instagram promotes as a more like quote unquote attractive people or skinnier people or people with abs. And so those are just a, just a couple of different examples of why healing the relationship with self can totally transform your health more than any type of diet can, any type of training can, because when you do love yourself and you want the best for yourself and you're not hyper-focused on your weight or hyper-focused on trying to eat your emotions away, then you're just going to be a healthy person. And just a little fact for you too, I mean, at least 45% of people with IBS have anxiety. Now, of course, your GI, your bacteria in your gut can influence your neurotransmitters, your hormones. So maybe that can cause more anxiety. So really, it's the matter of what came first, the chicken or the egg. But I can tell you with every single person I've worked with, almost everyone has had anxiety before they had IBS. I think it's a very rare case where, okay, maybe you just had for whatever reason, you had to take a lot of antibiotics like when you were born. And so that really screwed up your gut or maybe you were born via cesarean section instead of vaginal birth. And then maybe you're just more predisposed to GI issues. But I'm telling you, most of the time people develop IBS because they have anxiety. So now that I've kind of just tried to convince you that being emotionally healthy plays so much into your like physical health, 
I just wanted to go over a couple of things that you can do to actually start taking action to fix this. And this is actually probably the work that I've done over the past year just for myself because no protocol was working for me in terms of healing my gut and balancing my hormones. I couldn't get a period up until actually I started having these really great emotional breakthroughs. And I remember the first period that I got post birth control was after I think I had microdosed and I was sitting on the couch and I just had this realization of stuff that I was holding on to from the past. And as soon as I let it go, I just felt so much less puffy. And literally, I think five minutes later, I got my period again. So this is how impactful this stuff is. And this is, again, a culmination of everything I've been working on over the past year, because this past year has really been just more personal growth for me rather than any type of physical growth or anything like business growth or anything like that, which It's actually very funny because I look so much better and my business is doing so much better just by focusing on myself. Anyways, with that being said, I'm going to go over a couple of things that you can start implementing if you feel like this is you. So the first thing is going to be to stop self-sabotaging. This was really big for me, and I think this is very big for everyone, is just they are getting in their own way. I mean, the reality is it's very easy to fix yourself once you stop getting in your own way, once you stop putting off investing in your health, once you stop telling yourself that you can't do the things that you need to do to get healthy, once you stop just subconsciously sabotaging yourself every time you feel like you're healthier than you deserve to be. So a really good book to actually start recognizing these self-sabotaging patterns and to start like breaking out of these cycles is Brianna Weiss' book, The Mountain Is You. It's an amazing book. It definitely smacked me in the face in the first couple pages because I was like, that is actually me. And I'd like to think I'm very put together, but clearly I'm not. (laughs) So that was a really great book. I actually listened to it as an audiobook, but looking back, I wish I had just bought the book because I'd like to highlight it and journal on a couple of things in that book. So I definitely recommend that. She also has the book 101 Essays That'll Change the Way You Think. That one is really good. And I know she has a couple other really good ones, but I think she's awesome. I think the way she writes things down is just in a manner that makes sense. So highly, highly recommend that book. And actually, just one more thing too. Um, Other books too that are really great if you are kind of looking at self-sabotage and just better your mental health, basically. The other really good one that I liked was The Untethered Soul. Yeah, I mean, I have a whole list that I use for clients of just books that I recommend. But the next point that I wanted to touch on was just like stop identifying with your problems. So for me, again, this is huge. I'm just bringing up myself as an example so that it makes sense to you. But I know for me, every time someone would come up to me at the gym and be like, oh, you look great. I would have to say, I felt inclined to say, oh, well, I have issues. So I actually don't look that great. And so, and I think this, I was just trying to like use it as an excuse as why I wasn't looking the way I wanted to look. And I was like so embarrassed that I couldn't train as hard. But in reality, it just made me identify with the fact that I had gut issues. And everyone just associated me with like, okay, that's the girl with gut issues. When in reality, every single time I was doing that, I was asserting to my subconscious that I am unhealthy and I have GI issues. So when I stopped doing that, I immediately saw a difference in my health and I stopped being so concerned with my symptoms. Because here's the thing with symptoms, whether it's hair loss, which yeah, it really sucks. Whether it's being puffy, again, really sucks. Whether it's not being able to gain a lot of muscle, whether it's any of these things, 
it's not going to do you any good to focus on those symptoms. So the more that you focus on the symptoms, the more you're going to be stressed out about them. And I totally understand it is really scary when you're having these random symptoms pop up. And it's especially hard when you're a fitness person and you're supposed to be healthy and you're hyper aware of your body, but you cannot identify with these things. You just have to understand that you're a human being and human beings no matter how healthy you are, there's always going to be little things that are a little bit off. Some people are never going to have a perfect menstrual cycle. Some people are maybe will always have gas when they have dairy. There's always going to be something that is going on. And that doesn't mean that you're a broken person and that you are just unhealthy. It just means that, okay, maybe there's some area of dysfunction that you probably need to work on, but you're not going to be stuck like this forever. You're not going to have these symptoms forever. So stop identifying with them. And so things that you can do too that can be helpful. I don't use these as much for myself, but I know some people really enjoy self-affirmations, you know, saying I am healthy, looking in the mirror and just giving yourself some positive self-talk can be really helpful. So maybe try those types of things. But whenever you start to say, hey, I have anxiety or hey, I have IBS, stop that. And think of it as, yeah, this situation makes me anxious, but I'm working on it. Or yeah, when I have this type of food, I get gassy, but I'm working on improving it. Those types of things are going to be more helpful. Okay, another thing that I found really helpful was journaling. So there's a couple different types of journaling. The one that I really, really enjoy whenever I feel like I'm having a mental block, and I recommend this to clients whenever they're having a mental block, is to free write. So this is almost like talk therapy with yourself because the whole point of free writing is to allow there to be no judgment and just to write out your thoughts, kind of doing like a brain dump. So let's say I don't know what to do with my business. Stress out about this business decision. I will probably just pull out my journal and I just won't even care if the grammar is wrong. I won't care if anyone's going to read it because no one's going to read it. I'm just going to do a brain dump of my thoughts. The free writing can be very, very helpful to just do that, just to get some thoughts out without judgment. And a lot of times it'll give you some clarity and it's almost like free therapy. Another thing you can do is checking in on what's working, what's not working. So I've definitely done this before with my health where I was like, okay, what is in my lifestyle that is working and what is not? this point, when I first did this, I was drinking every weekend or every other weekend, and I technically wasn't supposed to on my protocol. I was also eating a little bit off plan here and there, snacking. When I wrote those things down, it actually put it in stone like, okay, I'm actually sabotaging myself here. It's not necessarily the protocol that's not working. It's the fact that I'm not being totally honest as if I'm actually following through the plan. So highly recommend writing out what's working, what's not working. Other things too that can be really helpful is if you're you know, stuck on a relationship. Is this relationship actually like working for me or is it something that's not good for me? Write out what you love about the relationship and what you don't love. Write out how it's making you feel. Just do a whole brain dump. And I think that that will give you a lot of clarity. Other journaling that can be really helpful, and this is also something that I do with meditation sometimes, is I'll either journal or meditate on who I want to be. So I've been reading a lot of books lately about the whole consciousness and awareness and all that and how you're not actually you and it's we and all of that. So without getting into too much of that, just picture the ideal version of you. What kind of habits would you have? How would you treat people? Would you talk to family more? Would you be like use more movement? Would you be more honest with people around you? What is the ideal version of you? Write that out so that you have a clear path of how to get to that ideal version. And that can even be the healthiest version of you. So that could be with the healthiest version of you binge eat. Probably not. So maybe that's something that you work on. Would the healthiest version of you be eating foods that they're intolerant to? Probably not because that's going to contribute to bloating. So that can be really helpful as well with either meditation or journaling. 
And speaking of meditation, so meditation is something that I've definitely incorporated more. And when I say meditation, I don't mean like going on a freaking meditation retreat in the mountains and, you know, meditating for an hour straight and shaving your hair. I don't mean that. I just mean taking a second to breathe and be mindful. And so one way you can do this is through guided meditation if you're just getting into it. So I think on Netflix, they have uh, Headspace. Headspace is an app that you can download on your phone, but they also have a series on Netflix about what meditation is, the purpose of it. And at the end of every episode, they do a guided meditation. So maybe you can try that. There's also one of my favorite ones because I was getting into like the chakras and energy and everything. And I realized with my history of getting bullied, my heart chakra was something that I needed to work on opening. And so that's something they have a 20 minute one on YouTube. It's a heart chakra meditation. I absolutely love that. And every single time I do it, I just feel happier and more open and I feel ready to actually help my clients and really just connect with them. Because sometimes when I feel closed off, I get more anxious and not as helpful. So that's been really helpful in just my journey as a coach and just helping other people and and being more open to new connections. But yeah, you can just YouTube any meditation. You can do Headspace. You can use Insight Timer as another app, but meditation can be really helpful. And then another thing, yoga, I'll touch on quickly because I don't do a whole lot of yoga, but in the book, The Body Keeps the Score, it's a really great book if you're interested in how trauma affects the body. But it talks about yoga and how this therapist or I think psychiatrist in the 90s who used yoga, specifically restorative yoga to connect his clients back to their body, especially if they had like more physical trauma or sexual trauma. So yoga can definitely be really helpful. Like restorative yoga, I think they do chakra type of yoga now, um, even hot yoga to get um, your sweating going, to get like even more detoxification going. So yoga can definitely be helpful, especially if you really like it, you feel disconnected from your body. So that is a really good one. Therapy, of course, you know, EMDR can be helpful. Talk therapy can be helpful. And then my last thing too is just a community. So this past year was also really connecting to friends because again, if you had listened to my other episodes or, you know, my history or anything, I did have that history of bullying. And so I never really had that friend base outside of my parents. And so this past year was really helpful. I actually lived with my friend Eva for a little bit, who's been on the podcast and she was just amazing. She was like the first friend that I was like, I love you so much. And so it was definitely life-changing for me just to have that community aspect. And it also was helpful too in breaking through some of my anxiety that I had around social situations. Because the thing about anxiety is it's there to protect you but you necessarily don't always need protecting. So every time, for example, for me, I would avoid a social situation because of my anxiety. I would reaffirm that that thing wasn't safe and it would just make my anxiety worse. But with Eva, I was forced to be more communicative and be more social with her. And that alone really absolutely transformed my anxiety. So if you find that you have social anxiety, I highly recommend doing something like, you know, you can do rock climbing and find friends or mountain biking or pick up a new hobby so that you can create more of a community that will be supportive of you. And that alone can just help with any anxiety, depression, or any type of health issues. And I think that's that's pretty much it. I mean, getting in nature has been really helpful as well, just to get some steps in and fresh air. But I mean, the, the real point here is just figuring out what works for you, figuring out where the dysfunction is, where that anxiety is coming from. You know, do you have trauma that you need to heal? And just figuring out how to work through that. And you'll see, it'll take a long time. It's going to be a long process, but your body is going to transform. Your mindset is going to transform. And honestly, it's better than any physical transformation. So I hope that this was helpful. 
And I will probably put a, a question box on my Instagram if you guys have any uh, topics for the next episode. But I think that that's pretty much it. So thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys on the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching.